You're listening to a special series of G4D, Grounds for Discussion, Discussion. the podcast about coffee and friendship. The year is 1992, and Batman returns. Tim Burton returns as well, along with Michael Keaton, in the sequel to the mega hit from 1998, Batman. And we've returned with another podcast. Hi, Adam. Hi, John. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am doing great. I am great because I am here with not only you, but our good buddy, CJ. How you doing, CJ? Hey, guys. Uh, let's get nuts? Question mark? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, there's there's plenty of nuttiness abound in this film, so maybe... You had the wrong quote, but I'd say that there are lots of nuts in this movie to be had. Lots and lots of nuts. Can't wait to crack them. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I was waiting for it. Adam, sometimes when he knows he has like a good line or a good pun to say, he gets kind of like this look in his eye where he's like, all right, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm like a puppy when you tell him he's about to go in the car. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, car? What? <laughs> He starts whining a little bit, you know. Oh, I want to go <laughs> Jumping up and down. <laughs> I am well behaved, I promise. Yes, you are. Wink. You are. And, and and you better be because we're talking me. about Batman Returns. Yeah, meow. This this is not a naughty movie whatsoever. Oh, no. This is the calmest one. Oh, very, the, very uh, calm. Well. The, you know, everyone remembers the, the, the fun McDonald's toys they, they got that weren't canceled. <laughs> the fun little Catwoman car, the fun little Penguin car. Oh, yeah. yeah. No no one's nose gets bitten off. Was there like a uh, squirt gun, too, maybe? Hmm. I don't remember. I don't know, maybe. Hmm. I'm sure there had to have been some kind of squirt thing, like a shape of a batarang and it squirts. Or maybe there was also like a Mr. Freeze cannon and it squirts out water. Something like that. I could see that. Wait. Yeah. I, okay, before we get into the movie, though, because I, I did want to ask this last time, and I, and I remember talking to John like separately. Um, did you like? Did you did you guys remember any specific Batman toys you had growing up? <laughs> um, like that's what I I really do. Like I really want to talk about action figures for a second because like I, I, you know, Twitter like I, I I keep seeing like old commercials for like. And even non-Batman stuff, I keep seeing commercials like, oh man, I miss, like, I miss having my Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2 figurine so much. I don't think you guys understand. Oh. Like, I had Doc Ock and I had Spider-Man. I even had, like, the Ang Lee Hulk uh, figure. What? Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Oh man, I, I, I had a lot of toys growing up, so that's why I'm curious. Like, is, is, does anything stand out? So yeah, from John, remember. so John actually has been stroking for the last five minutes his um cool little uh, Batman figurine. Why did you use that word? I mean, it's what you're kind of doing. You're just kind of like, it, it, Ooh, hello. Is it, um, is it from the movie or is yes? It just a, it's uh, a Batman Bat- Returns. You can explain it. It's a, it's, sorry. <laughs> That was like the worst word you could have used. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So, yes, I did have my finger on the Batman action figure that I have here. It's a Batman action figure from... It's a Batman Returns, specifically uh, an action figure from that movie. And basically what it is is Batman has an arm where the wrist spins. Like, you put a weapon in his hand and it spins around. So, I, I don't have the whole thing... Probably the rest of it is back in an attic in my old home in New Jersey. But this action figure, <laughs> to, to Adam's point, you basically just kind of stroke a button in the back, and that's what causes the wrist to spin. Ah, uh, the, the, the click wheel. <laughs> the little click wheel. Yeah. But yeah oh, this that is, is so cool. <laughs> this is an action figure all the way from 1992, and I still have it. It's so. the Wait, CJ, I'm going to take a picture of it for you so we can send Please. it. Please. Please, but it's the black suit with the yellow logo. Uh, actually, it's gold this time around. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know the the toys like to be a little extra fancy and do some gold bat emblem and bat utility belt, or just utility that's belt, sort not of, bat utility that, belt. It's funny though, because like back then, superhero movies didn't have any like different suits i guess like the toy people have to like make it up but like now like you know you watch the last spider-man movie there's like literally they had to make up an excuse as to why Sp- uh, spider-man has a different colored suit so they could sell like that action figure oh yeah oh 
you get what I'm saying? It's it's just funny how like how creative these toy executives were back then to try to like, all right, we got to sell like 50 different Batman variations, but he doesn't wear any different costumes in the movie. <laughs> it's it's a good point. It's a very good point. And it's probably why in the next film that we'll talk about, there is multiple costumes. Oh, dude, that thing looks awesome. Why is he holding Starro like that though? <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for listeners, it, it's like this, it's, it's Batman. Um, this is a nice action figure though. It's really, it's in good condition too. He's like holding this bizarre, like, Star? Yeah. It it's like an nice. oversized ninja star. Yes. There you go. It looks cool, though. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. an original. Like that, You've had that for all these years? That's awesome. Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, you know, 35 years old and got a shelf full of Batman action figures. So That's the dream. Yes. <laughs> the absolute dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Actually, CJ, I um, was cleaning out my old home closet the other weekend, and I found all my old Batman toys. So once we get to um, Batman and Robin, I will uh, have to get them out. But yeah, I had a, um, a Mr. Freeze from Batman and Robin, and he had like a little bullet car. Mm. And like you could pull the front wheel or whatever and it was, was kind of cool looking oh yeah that's right because he has like another vehicle inside the vehicle like it has like a shell yeah, on it something like that yeah i had poison ivy cool. oh nice yep of course yeah, of course, course yeah. oh i can't wait to talk <laughs> about this <laughs> that's awesome um and then i had the batmobile that you pull out the like the back of it and then the it comes out as like the batwing or whatever Oh yeah, like that singular vehicle. Yeah, right? from like the that. animated series. Yeah, I yeah. have that too. Yeah, which Let's... even that itself is kind of naughty. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh yeah. Let me see. Hold up. If and then I you... also had this really cool Batman. It was he had like almost looked like an electric suit. It was a black suit, and he had like white lightning bolts on him. And he had this. I thought it was like metal. You know, it was like this plastic like armor that went around him like a bullet and then you could open it up like wings and then make it into like a glider or whatever it was really cool right now i totally want to go to toys r us and buy some batman action figures with you guys r.i.p (laughs) oh that's right yeah oh i don't even know where you buy like toys anymore like amazon i guess target maybe Oh, oh yeah, yeah target target yeah. well i i because i know i know for a fact target has it because christine always has to like pull me away from looking at the uh the marvel like they have the marvel action figures they have um a bunch of cool dc one like the new batman movie has there's a bunch of cool figurines i'm like oh. yeah oh, that's <laughs> oh. Cool. <laughs> I'm like, but i i just posted in the uh, the group chat the the batman returns ones that were canceled oh um, boy because oh, wow. the film the film was too dark so they couldn't they, they op- and, and and again like you know what is the last time we talked about well john you were telling me how like you shouldn't have been watching this movie when you're younger and you probably won't show it to your own kids there's there's probably not a chance in hell like this is like any better i assume right no it's not and i definitely did not watch this one as much growing up because <laughs> who boy is there a big difference in the adult content compared when you compare this movie to the previous one huge difference oh man Wow, yeah, those those are great pictures. Thanks for sending those over. Yeah. Um, the one picture that you sent over, CJ, with the Batman in the vehicle, I definitely got that one somewhere. I, 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 I hope I can find it someday. Because that's yeah, probably still in decent condition, because to your earlier point, I always tried to like make sure that my toys never got damaged. I was, I was one of those kind of kids where it was like, nobody else can play with them except me, because mm-hmm. I know how to take care of them. It was very yeah, particular. Play, play, uh, yeah, playing with you, John, must have been, uh, that probably wasn't So fun. let's like get on <laughs> with our main topic right here. Yeah, that was a fun little side uh, toy discussion. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, very, very good discussion right there. CJ, thank you for bringing up the toys, because honestly, not only did you make me nostalgic, but I want to, I, I really want to do this. I think instead of doing some cool guy stuff, we all need to go shopping for some Batman action figures. We, we all got to go buy Batman figurines. Got to go back and hunt, uh, track down all my old Sam Raimi uh, <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> figurines. I do have the Green Goblin. Hell yes. yeah. Ooh, love it. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. This, is, this has been a great discussion already, and I think it's going to get even better with the questions that we have lined up. So before we kind of dive into the questions that we have, and I'll kick us off here with questions, I think we all can agree, as we've kind of touched upon a little bit already, Batman Returns is a 
bit more adult. This is definitely a bit more Tim Burton and less Batman. <laughs> X-rated Tim Burton. <laughs> I, I definitely less studio interference. I guess they saw how much money the first movie made, and they're like, "Oh yeah, let's just kind of let this kid do whatever he wants." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely had more confidence in him. Oh yeah. And this wouldn't be the last time that this happens in this series, too, by the way. So it's definitely one of those things where, you know, Batman is kind of at its peak now. I think Batman the Animated Series has also premiered either around this time or shortly after this movie. I, th- I think they both came out in 1992, if I'm not mistaken. And this is just like Batman Mania is in full swing. I know for me, I ended up having a my fifth year my when I turned five years old, I got a Batman Returns T-shirt that had like the you know how they do like promotional art for movies that's just used on everything from like party favors mm-hmm. to you know whatever else napkins, and it was the best shirt ever. I love that shirt because it had Michael Keaton and it had the vehicle on it. You know, like the the singular Batmobile, like the long Batmobile, um, and. It was one of those kind of things where it was like bright yellow too as well. Like it just, it was such like an interesting juxtaposition of really serious Michael Keaton's face and then a bright yellow shirt. I wish somebody would recreate that shirt because as an adult, I would buy that all over again. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I miss like a little color in the suit. Adds a little character. It was very it 90s. Does. Yeah. Very, very 90s. And, and, I, and I think... To your point, CJ, Tim Burton got a lot more money this time around, so he got a lot more creative freedom, and that's why I think it's more of a Tim Burton movie than it is a Batman movie overall. But honestly, it's going to lead right into my first question here, because we're going to have a lot to say, I think, about this movie. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. I think that Batman Returns is, is one of those kind of movies where everybody has a strong opinion about it. So a common criticism for this movie is that Batman's been kind of pushed to the side where the film focuses more on the villains it takes quite some time into the movie when batman actually shows up and even then it's just kind of a cameo and he doesn't even show up later on because really you have three villains in this movie the penguin Mm -hmm. catwoman and then you have shrek was it shrek it was Shrek. Max, Max Shrek, yeah. Yep. Max played Shrek. by uh, <laughs> Christopher, played Walken. By Christopher Walken. Oh my God, giving arguably one of his greatest performances ever. <laughs> I, Batman. Why? It, oh, it's, why? Bruce, why are you dressed as Batman? <laughs> Bruce, why are you Batman? What are you doing? Is, curiosity killed the cat. <laughs> it's so good. It is. I think at this point, he's like, I, I think he's in on some bit that no one else is. I truly do. It's so good. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, to no, no, you're fine. no, you're absolutely 100% correct. Oh my God. John, I, you, remember, you and I talked about this movie a while ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I was like laughing over like this performance that like, it's peak Walken in my opinion. Like this is like him being Christopher Walken. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He's and like the original like Nick Cage. If you think about it, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh huh. I could see that. Christopher so, so, Walken ran, so Nick Cage and Keanu Reeves could run, basically. <laughs> <laughs> basically. So true. So true. I love it. Absolutely love it. So. CJ, I'm going to kick off this question to you first. Do you agree with this criticism that this movie focuses more on the villains than it does with Batman? And is that a bad thing? Or is it one of those kind of cases where it really doesn't matter because the movie's still highly entertaining regardless? I think, uh, like I said last week, the thing, the interesting thing about, about Batman and and and, the, and those stories and everything, it's never Batman's never the most interesting part. Um, it's always the outside of it. It's always everything surrounding Batman, like you know, Robin, Commissioner Gordon, his villains. So, in in this instance, you have two really interesting villains, two actors going above and beyond, like what they should. Right? It's like one of those things where you know we talk about now, like Heath Ledger's Joker or. Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. I don't think those kinds of performances would exist without Michelle Pfeiffer and Dan DeVito, right? So 
to the what is it to those points that are like yeah it's mostly villains i mean is that an issue no not at all i i think it's i i think it's entertaining because of the villains i think they carry the film with like the visuals and everything like that but i think those performances really carry it okay how about you adam repeat the question please just so i can hear it one more time (laughs) i was just saying excuse me do you agree with the criticism that this movie doesn't focus enough on Mm. batman and it focuses more on the three villains that it has gotcha Hmm. yeah i mean i kind of agree with what cj's here like the whole point of these movies is to really explore the villains and i think that's that's what tim burton i think exceeds at too you know He's not good at writing a normal guy, you know, he's he's good at the weird, you know? So having that crazy origin story for the penguin and stuff like that just, you know, like makes sense and things like that. And just the way it's shown and progresses, like I don't know, there's some very funny but haunting moments in it. Oh gosh, and I'm I'll bring up my favorite nightmare scene. Um <laughs> the part where the penguin bites the guy's nose. Oh yes. John saw it too when we were watching it, I was like, Nope, I can't watch this. Like, oh that gave me nightmares when I was a kid. Yeah, I when, wasn't expecting that. Oh my reaction. god, and the blood like dripping down his face as he like eats oh just like no. I was I freaked. I rewatched out. it last year for Christmas before I recorded a different podcast for it, and then I remember my mom walking in and she immediately recognized what was going to going to happen and she walked away. And I'm like, oh, the power that that scene has. Yeah. And you know, when I was little first watching it, like, you know, you hear it now and he's like, hey, what's got, what's that on your nose? Or whatever he says. And it's like, you don't notice. Could be worse. Kid. I could be blushing, gushing blood from my own nose. That's right. That's right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I guess that wasn't subtle enough for my little brain to handle. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. And there are a lot of things about this movie that are not subtle. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Not subtle at all. Yeah, I I agree with you guys. I think it's definitely noticeable. Yeah, never has the black color black stood out that much. (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, the Batmobile looked great in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the Batmobile. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, I think that it's a valid criticism. It's still not enough for me to deter my enjoyment of it at all i think too you know like i that's what i was kind of saying in the first um batman movie too how like it was just focused more on the joker and stuff so i think people knew going into this movie what it was going to be focused on you know so it's not really a surprise that batman's not the center focus of it i mean three villains to one hero can be a bit much Mm -hmm. and i feel like you can feel it especially early on in this movie maybe not as much towards the end when everything's you know big and bombastic and there's explosions everywhere but i definitely feel like in the beginning it's it's more about setting up new monsters like i mentioned last time when we recorded for batman that it's almost like tim burton treats it like a horror movie or like a monster movie this one especially with the penguin yes the penguin by all accounts is like a classic creature where he feels a lot of sympathy for it, I feel like. And there's something almost kind of operatic about his journey. And I think Danny Elfman's music really matches that very well because mm-hmm. it definitely feels very operatic. You know, constant changes. The music's constantly evolving. It's it's almost a different style score of his than what he typically has done before, and it's definitely different compared to Batman. Yeah, it's, it's a valid criticism, like I was saying. I, I just think that there's just so many things that go on here that just hold your attention and because okay at the end of day at the end of the day let's just say you know it's tim burton going wild with his ideas fine well <laughs> that's still a world that i can't get enough of but it's very controlled tim burton it's not like i don't know like alice in wonderland tim burton where it's like too much you know like the aesthetic is like just enough where it's like it's still batman but it's still like his image you know i think complements it very well i think the batman again as creative as as these movies can be um it's still very rigid in what you have to follow despite what you can kind of trail off of like like you said like alice in wonderland who cares can change whatever you want like you don't think and go kind of like nuts with it but like batman you still kind of got to follow a few things right like it's still you can't like have batman like not wearing like a cowl and a cape (laughs) you know stuff like that 
Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree with both of what you're saying. I think it's, it's again, one of those kind of things where I do see it. Like you definitely see it as you watch it. It's just, it's, it's not enough of a criticism for me to stop my overall rating behind it. I do think though, that when I do watch this movie, I do think that the, the focus isn't just being taken away from, from Batman. It's almost being shifted more towards Bruce Wayne than anything else. I feel like we get a little bit more Bruce Wayne characterization this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And a lot of that's tied to Selena, but I mean, have you seen how Michelle Pfeiffer looks in this movie? I could totally understand why. <laughs> <laughs> This movie's horny. It's kind so of sorry. like oh yes, extremely. Like, it's extremely like on on some other like that's the thing. I think we all complain about how movies are a lot of super movies are, are like very sterile and clean now. I think it's just because they can't like match up to like this level. Like no other movie's gonna try <laughs> at this and point. I, and I think that's what this movie benefits from too as well because you really I hate to use this phrase like they don't make movies like this anymore. But it's true. You wouldn't have something like this made today. I don't think it's kind of like what? Star. It's kind of like Star Wars in the fact that, like you know, they don't bring out the lightsabers every, like the old movies, right? The, the lightsabers are there for a purpose, right? Like it, they're not to look cool in CGI and do crazy fights. Like it's all metaphoric and what not in the battles, you know. And I feel like uh, Bruce Wayne going into Batman is kind of like that, you know. Like, he only puts on the suit when he really needs to or advance the plot or stop something. You know, there's always, like, a purpose behind it. And, and that helps, you know, explore his character, too. And you can focus on Bruce Wayne and find out more of his motivations. Because the first movie, he doesn't really, like, you know, kind of say it a lot. Like, you have to kind of infer things and it's not put outright directly kind of thing. It, it's very psychological. There are moments where he's just kind of pondering, like, you know, is this whole thing worth it? Things like that, you know, shows a lot to like how good Michael Keaton is. Like, I, like I said, like this, this Bruce Wayne and this Batman are two different characters, and I one hundred percent believe that. You got like there, that's like a testament to like Keaton's performance. Like he could tell, like he's an actor, like first and foremost, and he knows how to like capture like the spirit of it, um, of like a man who's like who who is like just as insane as like the the, the villains he fights yeah yeah i agree no I, w- I would absolutely agree with that yeah it's 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 such an interesting movie too because it immediately has a different feel from the first movie because i think there's a heavy focus on winter and christmas too as well like the setting and the sets are very much a big focus Bo Welch, who does the production design on here, does a phenomenal job overall. Like, there's just really, really well done, like, set pieces, like, say, Penguin, when he goes to visit his parents' grave. All those things really, really stick out really, really, like, well in your mind after watching it because it just feels like, to your point, it's, to your point, Adam, it's one of those things where we wouldn't really not only just get this anymore seeing that used in a film almost feels timeless where you have a huge abundance of cgi now which gets dated relatively quick so yeah i i I think we pretty much have covered that topic there um you touched upon what my next question is going to be here a little bit here cj and and i know we talked about it off mic too as well this is definitely the horniest Batman movie. Yeah, one hundred percent. So <laughs> maybe the horniest superhero movie. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, I would say Batman Forever ha- is pretty horny too. Ooh, you're right. No, no. It's, it's yeah, Jim it's up there. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, and, I, and th- there's like a whole bunch of like different like psychological things in Batman Forever that we're probably going to spend like three hours on <laughs> when when we get there. But yes, all right, you're right, you're right. That that is a, a really good point. Wait, this I'll is up there. The this, this is. You bring oof. your scarred psyche. Oh my god! <laughs> Chase Meridian. That's that, that's a horny sounding name too. But we'll get there. <laughs> yes, we'll we'll get there. That'll be another fun discussion right there. So, we we also touched upon something else a little bit too about how m- more adult in general this movie is. Aside from all the horniness, there's the blood, like gushing of the blood from the nose. And there's just this, you know, a little bit more of a <laughs> violent edge to Batman. He literally straps a 
a bunch of dynamite onto somebody and pushes them <laughs> down a hole and they blow up. I, I love I love how like this is debatably the darkest Batman movie, but it also has like the goofiest things in any Batman movie. Like it's still it's again like I like I said off mic, it's a Looney Tunes cartoon. Like <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> come, come on! Like some of the things here, like you got to put in the the Hanna Barbera sound library, <laughs> and it'll be like it'll 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 sync up perfectly. <laughs> what was the sound effects that you sent over, Adam? The in wolf the, whistle. Uh, oh, the wolf! <laughs> <laughs> like hit, hitting his head with the hammer or something like that. You got to go. You got to get the the Flintstones running sound to go. The, the wolf uh, clip that you sent over, that's basically Bruce Wayne when he sees Michelle Pfeiffer after she has her transformation. Like, literally, Michael Keaton is just there like, whoa! <laughs> just, like, mouth open, just, like, tongue out. <laughs> yeah, so I guess my basic topic slash question here is, does the more adult tone work in this movie's favor or is it ultimately just a bit too much and we like this movie because of how over the top it goes with it adam i think i think i was more uncomfortable with parts of the dialogue than i was the general horniness about it like i don't know they were just like like penguins there and he's like you ever had the sexual urge to do... I don't know. It was like something like that. And it was oh, just yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. There was no innuendo, no subtlety whatsoever. No, he was no, just no. like, I want that girl. Yeah. Like and, Frank, you know. Frank Reynolds. Like the- <laughs> right. Give me her. Can I offer you an egg in this trying time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Danny DeVito is a treasure. Oh, he's fantastic. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. He's gross, too. He's oh, so yeah. Gross. No, he's a, he's a literal perfect casting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is, that's into my question next, but um, I, anyways. Yeah, do, CJ, do, go ahead. Do you, like, so, this is, like, before I kind of go in, but, like, do you think this kind of, like, ruined people's perceptions of, like, Penguin? Because, you know, in the comics and a lot of other things, he's really just, like, a normal gangster. Like, yeah, he's, he's just, like, a... You know yeah, what I'm he, he's he had just, a classy upbringing, just like Bruce Wayne. Yeah, like, he's, yeah. he's, like, he's, like, he just sells drugs. Like, what did, he doesn't go to Arkham, he goes to Blackgate. I was, like, mm-hmm. as a regular inmate because he's just like a dude who sells like drugs he's like a drug kingpin or whatever this this movie made him like a a, a monster which i mean it, it's a cool change but like I, I i wonder if that sort of ruined a lot of people's perceptions of like w- what this character is later on because like what christopher nolan doesn't like the penguin he would have never put him in a movie <laughs> so it's like well, like why that he would fit well like even in this new one yeah he, he's in it you know what i'm saying and he's like just a guy <laughs> like I, 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 to, to your point, I could see Penguin potentially working in Nolan's Batman movies, but I can also understand why you want to move away from that too, because yeah. it's very easy to do the like, oh, here's Bruce Wayne. He's an example of someone who gets raised right and is rich. And here's uh, Penguin, aka Cobblepot, who gets raised rich, but get turns out wrong pretty much like that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that. Uh, what, what's the term that I'm looking for? The the comparison, the, uh, the contrast or whatever. Contrast. There you go. The contrast is very easy to make. There, I think. To your point, we'll still get something a little bit different in the Batman when that comes out. I think Colin Farrell is definitely playing it more like a gangster. Yeah. Which I think is a good move for Colin Farrell because he's going to have a lot of fun with that. But I, you know, I think about Batman the Animated Series voiced by Paul Williams, great Paul Williams, and that character is very much like theatrical almost, so they do a mm-hmm. little bit of a different angle with that, which I also really liked as well. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting because this, this movie, it, it, there's so much, there's so much innuendo, there's so much to, to your point, Adam, so many lines where it's just flat out just like, I want you and (laughs) And it's not like it's I think it's just like in the scene of the moment and what they're trying to express it's just very jarring you know and it's just like all right and it doesn't add anything to the character because when they all start doing it you know it's annoying I I do kind of like that like like, I do like that penguin is a gross dude 
Yeah, I, like, I mean that fits his character. Definitely. Like I, I kind of like that because it's like not a lot of villains are like that. Just like this gross little dude who's like literally like a monster, but he's also but like he's he's like this like monster from the sewers, but he also manages to be like this gross like you know some gross uncle. Like it, yeah, it's just yeah. it, it, it's funny. Um, I and but I will say like the tone, the tonal shifts and everything. It's adult, I guess. It's more adult. It's darker, but it still feels like a comic book movie. It doesn't go like to the extremes like the Christopher Nolan films do, where it's like it's dark, but it sucks a lot of the fun out of like everything. Um, which you know, again, like we've talked about, I like dark. John night. is like crying on the inside, CJ. You're not seeing it right now, but you just broke him inside. <laughs> like I, that's the thing. Like I like the Nolan films, but like I, 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 I hate this trend where like comic book movies forget their comic books. Or they okay. feel the need to like you know want to like they want to quote unquote be real movies by like just copying other movies like this film it, it does something a little bit more it goes above and beyond it's like yeah it's dark but it's also like yeah let's have Batman like throw di- like strap dynamite to someone or let's have like like literal penguins what do they have on them like the like dynamite. mines or like rockets, rockets like come on rockets, yeah like we're, we're like like that's awesome that is awesome and then but we can also have like the bizarre psychosexual conversations that like you know kind of make you think like okay like, there's a lot more going on here like it, it, it's a beautiful balance of of like you know irreverence but also like yeah this is really dark and really like seeping into like the psych the psychology of batman you know which is like which is like a balance that very few movies can like have right Mm-hmm. No disrespect to Nolan, you know he'll listen to this in like you know forty years when his like assistant emails it to him, or doesn't email it to him because he doesn't believe in email. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad right now. I could stand up. <laughs> I'm gonna write a letter. <laughs> <laughs> he'll receive it by carrier pigeon. What is it? What is it like? Uh, Hideo Kojima was like dissing Christopher Nolan on Twitter, and everyone's like, "Wow, that's awful." But you know, like Nolan's not gonna read that. <laughs> He doesn't even yeah, believe yeah. in cell phones. All right, this man doesn't. Yeah, and, this man refuses on a to believe. Set, nonetheless, <laughs> yeah. this man yeah. doesn't believe like dinosaurs existed. Are we really going to think that like he has like Twitter and he's like perusing like Hideo Kojima's Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, okay. wait. Christopher Nolan doesn't believe that dinosaurs existed. I, there was like a yeah, that was like something I had read on Twitter. I'm gonna wait now. Let, let me let me look for this. Hold up, because I remember reading. Okay, that, that can't be real. That cannot be real. I refuse <laughs> to believe that. <laughs> uh, that sounds about right. No, I, I, <laughs> all right, dinosaur. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Yeah, this is like here. that whole all his actors stand at the set thing that was an exaggeration just like i'm sure this is too i don't know (laughs) oh see this is the thing everybody wants to believe it's true because everybody loves to rag on christopher nolan (laughs) this is i don't even i i don't even hate the dude i like a lot of his movies i just think it's funny to believe anything about him because who how are you gonna disprove it (laughs) how are you gonna (laughs) yeah it's not like he can call him exactly like he's not gonna is he gonna call in on the podcast (laughs) Maybe from his rotary phone. <laughs> I, I just imagine like a scenario where like, like a switchboard. <laughs> Can I direct your call, please? Your, your your doorbell rings, CJ, and it's like, oh, I wonder who that is, and it's just Christopher Nolan, and he's like, are you CJ? Uh, yeah, and he just bites his thumb at you and then walks away. He bites your nose, gushing with blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like him, it's him and Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hear you didn't like uh, my Batman trilogy, but you know, it could be worse. Your nose could be gushing with blood. <laughs> what what the do hell you mean? You? Michael Caine, get him! <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Christopher Nolan, if you're listening to this, I apologize. I liked, it. I liked Inception a lot. Go. <laughs> I was just wrapping up my recent movie with Christopher Nolan. <laughs> we decided to stop on our way home to Miami <laughs> to see a gentleman named CJ. What CJ stands for, (laughs) I have no bloody idea. (laughs) But when we arrived, Christopher Nolan had told me, all right, no more bloody movies for you if you can bite off CJ's nose. (laughs) And I said, well, I'm going to do it. John, I am so happy you're in impression mode because that's my topic. So I want to read you some other actors that were considered to be the Penguin and you and CJ will give me your best uh, impression of that person being the penguin. All right, so 
Okay. Uh, this, is, this is fun. Yeah. It's a little different. I for- All right. Listen, I'm I'm gonna be totally honest. I didn't I didn't watch the movie before we did this, and it's been like a year. So I'm trying to think. It's just like his. Vo- I think it's like isn't it Danny DeVito's voice? Yeah. Like it's just yeah. like what is it? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> hey, it's me. I'm, I'm the penguin. I'm, 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 I'm the trash man, Charlie. I go on stage. I eat, I go on the ring. I eat trash. Throw trash at people. <laughs> <laughs> the, the toe knife. <laughs> like I'm trying to remember, like lines from "It's Always Sunny." What is it? sea urchin? <laughs> no, that's Charlie's in that. Yeah, I can't think of anything. I can't. I, no, you're I, trying I your best. John. We're we're having a good time here. I want to hear John. All right, here, John's. CJ. I'm gonna give you an easy one. All right, uh, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci was considered to be the penguin. So give me your best uh, Joe Pesci impression. Oh being yeah, the penguin. we should talk about the casting. But yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, we can definitely. Segue if if, if not, I might be able to do it. If, how about this? I want to hear John's. Yeah, we'll I want to hear John's. Because he's 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 from Jersey, of course. It's, it's going to come natural. It's going to be only. Hey, what's the big deal? You 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 looking at me? Huh? Is it because of my nose? Huh? Is it because of my flippers? Huh? <laughs> Where's the pen? <laughs> so wait, that was perfect, beautiful. Like, Adam, it's like yeah, what you brought up. So it was like Dustin Hoffman was the original choice. Yep. Marlon Brando, John Candy, Bob Hoskins, Ralph Waite, Dean Martin, Dudley Moore, Alan Rickman, John Alan Rickman, Goodman, hello there, Phil pen. Collins. Hello can you there, that? Batman. Awesome. It is Charles Dean Roden, Alan Dean Martin. Did you literally say Dean Martin? Dean Martin, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's probably maybe because it was like it's like they wanted to find some way to like oh, pay homage to the 60s like um i'll make you know him a gangster yeah oh yeah charles groden which i think would have been cool christopher lee eh. joe pesci ray liotta Ga- uh, gabriel byrne alex rocco can you guys imagine an alex rocco penguin a Dean Martin penguin. I can't get over this. He just walks around with a cigarette in one hand Chris, and a glass of scotch in the other hand. <laughs> I hey. got a kick in Batman's head. Christopher Christopher Lloyd. I think Bob Hoskins would have been cool. He's a he's a little guy. Yeah, little bald guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. John Candy. Yeah. Yeah, that's too cute. I eh, think. Yeah. That's too. Yeah. Still John waiting Goodman. for one of your impressions, by the way, CJ. I'm putting you on the want, spot. <laughs> no, I'm not doing any impressions, man. I'm drunk. I'm, I'm literally. I'm just like. I'm going through this castle. <laughs> Rob. <laughs> Let's see here. Phil Collins would be good, right? I can hear the Batman coming. Down. Charles oh, Lord. As the penguin. It's a the good. Right? There you go. Um, Christopher Lloyd. It's our kids, Marty. It's it, they're penguins. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Alex Rocco, you got to do dog. like a. Wait a minute. What? Are you saying you built a Batmobile <laughs> out of a DeLorean? No, you you built you built a penguin car <laughs> out of a, a rubber duck. <laughs> oh my god, the rubber duck was incredible. Rubber ducky. <laughs> Oh, uh, um, that's that. That's interesting. Those are some really interesting choices right there. Yeah, I was not expecting. So those. for Selena Kyle, it was Susan Sarandon, Meryl Streep, Brooke Shields, Demi Moore, Nicole Kidman, Sean Young, um, and she was Sean Young was supposed to be Vicky Vale originally. Well, you you've you've heard this story about Sean Young, and I don't know if it's just the stuff of hollywood myth and I, legend no i she think literally it's true. showed up to tim burton's office dressed up as Catwoman. woman <laughs> not I even auditioning for a part yeah she she has she has some issues I, I hope like she she she's she's gotten help since then um but yeah i know that like that i i i remember reading about last year like when i when i had rewatched it um who else was there it was um jodie foster gina davis sigourney weaver lena olin Madonna, Raquel Welch, oh, Cher. Madonna was in Batman and Robin, right? Was she in Batman and Robin? No, I'm thinking of James Bond Die Another Day. Yeah. Which also came around at the same time. Jennifer Jason Leigh. <laughs> okay. Batman and Robin and Die Another Day. <laughs> That's quite a combination kind, right kind there. Kind of blend in. <laughs> That's a Lorraine. double feature nobody does. <laughs> right? <laughs> That'd be like if you, if you, if I went to a party, like a movie party, and you're like, oh, what, what are you watching? It's like, double feature. Oh, Batman and Robin and Die Another Day. I, I'd walk out. <laughs> <laughs> Bridget Fonda. Yeah. Lorraine Bronco. Speaking of Joe Pesci. Kelly. <laughs> Who's that? Machine Gun oh. Kelly as the penguin. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
no. No. Look, David Bowie was going to be no. Shrek originally. Right, but he was filming Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me. I think that's the ah, better choice. Good. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going to do... Interesting enough, David Bowie was supposed to be the villain. He was supposed to be Max Zarin in A View to a Kill, the James Bond movie, which is another great Christopher Walken movie as well. He's, he's so ridiculous. as a bad guy in there. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow that was that was fun impressions everyone and you know that was I, good that yeah, was good i'm glad good. you brought that up <laughs> bruce wayne batman why <laughs> why is this happening that scene kills me every single time just that reveal his like there i i wonder how many takes that took where they're like all right this is the one <laughs> like <laughs> Tim Burton's like, all right, Chris, we're going to do it again. Oh, why? I'm not doing it again. I, I nailed it. What was he's, wrong with the first one? He's he's the Batman. I know he's the Batman. It's no longer... You think he... It's not a surprise that he's the Batman. I know. No, Tim. Not doing it again. <laughs> you know, Get your over- Oingo Boingo records out of my face. I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it again. Was he in any other Tim Burton movie? Like Christopher Walken? Yeah. Did he do anything um, else? Sleepy Hollow. But he had no lines oh. in that. He was okay. he was a headless horseman. That that was, was the punishment. He still ruled in it. He still that was, was the punishment. He in, was he in Big Fish? <laughs> it seems yeah, like yeah. he would be in Big what? Fish, right? I'm pretty right. sure he is. I think so. I think you're right. Okay. I'm gonna have to look it up. Hold up. Now it's gonna bother because I love Big Fish so much. Like I think that's like my favorite Tim Burton, like my second favorite Tim Burton movie. Why do people hate it so much? I because they hate like sentimentality. I don't know. Because <laughs> they hate love. A, it's just <laughs> a nice movie, right? With the, it is with the good it. with the good Pearl Jam song at the end that still like makes me cry like every time like I, I listen to it like it's such a wonderful movie. Uh, Christopher Walken, hold up, he is that's he is a, not in a, Big it's Fish. A sh- it's a shame we didn't get oh, Eddie Vedder doing any music for this Batman. Oh, Batman! <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> No, it wasn't. Batman no. spoken. <laughs> Gotham today. <laughs> oh, in the sky. What is it? Say it, the it, bat it. signal. <laughs> Christopher Walken was not in, in Big Fish, but Steve uh-huh. Buscemi was. So I think we, we got to go trade uh, off. Okay, that's okay. fair. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> Steve Buscemi would have been a great villain, too. Hey, guys. I'd really like. <laughs> I tell riddles. What, is, what the F do you think I do? What do you, wait, I am the walrus. I, I am the walrus. <laughs> Phone's ringing, dude. <laughs> you pick it up. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very interesting because there's a lot of what-if casting choices that we could talk about, not only for this film, but there's some pretty interesting ones to talk about in our next film. Oh, Batman for sure. Forever. I very, can't very wait for that. One. For the, that conversation. a new Batman. Oh, yeah, that's right. A new Batman. Yeah. The next two podcasts, I think, are going to get very, very interesting. <laughs> I think very, very interesting. Because I think, in general, the three of us, we genuinely like this film. I think I have some other key notes that I'm going to say and then maybe hand it off to you guys to kind of go through your any closing statements that you have, unless you have a question there, CJ. Um... No, but I, 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 I will say it's it's just interesting. Like I said last week, and I don't know if you guys agree with me. I, I remember last week I said it kind of goes downhill from here in regards to the quality of like at least the first four. Um, I don't know if you guys agree with the sentiment without kind of revealing your full thoughts, but like I don't know if you guys still or like agree with the sentiment because I know you guys just watched it. I might recently. have some controversial opinions in the next couple Ooh. of episodes. <laughs> oh. Right. I'm not going to say what they are because I want everybody who's listening to tune in. But uh, yeah, I, I, I got some thoughts. Let me just say that. <laughs> Excuse me, I had a sneeze there. Um, yeah, I, it's been a very long time since I've seen Batman Forever, so I don't remember much of it. I just remember it being a little wacky. But um, Batman and Robin. Oh, that's uh, it might gonna, be a cold classic for me. I don't know. The the we're we're gonna have. We spent I spent a lot that. of time watching that movie. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Without really playing my hand early here, I watched all four of these movies 
quite a bit growing up. And even now as an adult, I probably watch all four of them every single year. Because it's just like, why not? Let's go through all four of them. Obviously, Batman, the first one I think is watched the most. With Batman Returns coming into a close second. But I, I get what you're saying, CJ. I definitely do. I, I think that Batman Returns signifies the, well, what about the kids crowd coming into play? What about selling Happy Meal toys? And this is where the studio kind of... Because Batman Returns, I think it was fairly well received, but it didn't do as well at the box office. And the whole, well, this really isn't as much for kids this time around, definitely played against itself. Definitely didn't play in its favor, I should say. So it's, it's interesting because Batman Returns, like going back and watching it now... There's a lot more that you obviously pick up on it, uh, on it as an adult, but I think you brought up a good point. I think maybe even before we start recording, CJ, there's a certain big nostalgia factor built into this movie, and I think for me, part of the reason why I love it is because of that, and because of the toys and merchandise, like I mentioned earlier. I, it, it is a bit of a tougher sell, I think, to have a movie like this now. I'd be very curious to see what someone who didn't, who's not around our age group who watches this, what they think of it compared to us. Yeah. Um, like I said, again, like I, I'm, I mean, I'm a little bit younger uh, than you guys, but it, it's, I mean, again, I recognize it as a, this is the vision of a, of a, of an auteur who was finally given his, fr- the freedom to do what he wanted. He went wild with it. And I think we can only applaud that. Um, because now that we see that like Sam Raimi's doing a that Doctor Strange movie, it looks nothing like a Sam Raimi movie. And I'm like, I think the day, like like I said last podcast, I think the days of like the auteur driven superhero movies are done. I think yep. no I, I one think, was. I think the Batman might be different. I, think I don't know because is he, is like Matt Reeves doesn't have like a notable style. Do you get what I'm saying? I haven't like I no. I have I've I've I've, I've like the, those those Planet of the Apes movies are good, but like. They they look they're they're they they seem kind of like okay they're like big blockbuster I, don't, I haven't seen anything like that like again as much as I criticize Chris, Christopher Nolan he has like his distinct style Zack Snyder has his distinct style uh, Tim Burton had one Sam Raimi had one you get what I'm saying I think a lot of these and I get it they, they got to be safe I I think that this film probably killed it in 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 a weird way like it's like no no we gotta like we gotta like tone it back. You know what I'm saying? And I then I, I guess that didn't that didn't work because as we'll talk about in the next two episodes, I think Joel Schumacher was like, no, screw it. I'm doing Batman the way I want to do Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes. I, I I think you bring up a good point that the, this movie is kind of a turning point in a way because it's like, well, we got to move away from Tim Burton now. We got to start making these movies more kid friendly, which. Yeah, that's kind of like. You know, it's like David Lynch. If you tell someone to make something like David Lynch, they miss the whole point of it, you know? So it's like, yeah. Batman can be goofy now, you know? Batman's always had a goofy element to it. But the yeah, villains, you know, even the original TV show, you know, which I feel like a lot of the Penguin's inspiration comes from, because I'm pretty sure the Penguin there had penguins too. Yes, he did. The TV I think shows. So. He had birds. Right. He had like, yeah, he, he his his whole thing was like, oh yeah, he's just like a bird themed supervillain. Because I I'm, yeah, I'm watching the show now. Thinks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like I'm watching the show now. It's like he has like birds everywhere. He has like a cuckoo clock with like actual birds all over. Like he's pigeons in his office. Like yeah, it's just like it's like a, a quirky thing. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed the movie, and I had a blast watching it the other day with 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 Adam. And I, it's it's just. It, it's just a I'm, I'm kind of at odds with it sometimes because yes i wish it was a little bit more reined in but i also appreciate all the uniqueness that tim burton brings it's it's like i don't necessarily want to sit here and say like oh a studio should say what needs to be done i do think at the same time that tim burton is really really kind of just embracing his own thing almost more so than batman like i almost just don't get the sense that not that he wasn't passionate about this not at all he he wanted to add either just a completely different dimension to it or to your point um maybe you both have touched upon this 
like Batman's just secondary because to him, he doesn't find him as interesting. He has more sympathy for characters like the Penguin and Catwoman. And he likes that supernatural element that's also brought into this too as well. So we get that whole bit where Michelle Pfeiffer, when she falls out the window, when she's pushed out rather by Christopher Walken's character, she gets licked by cats and then turns into Catwoman that way. So it, it, there's a bit more of a like, yeah, I, the way the comic books does it is too basic for me. I need to take this to a different level. It's not, it's not like, it's not weird enough almost in a way, right? Like he, he wants to do something different with it, which I appreciate. And I also just kind of wonder too, like, okay, but how much of it is I really have a vision and how much of it is I want to move away from the source material because I'm not as interested in being true to the source material because that's now the big thing too with a lot of superhero movies. Gotta be true to the source material. Yeah, I mean... Gotta be true. But it was the 90s, you know, this is like, you know, no one knew the possibilities of what these movies could bring in until, you know, it happened. So I don't think people were thinking like that. Mm. It's funny now, like all these movies now have to be close to the source material to the point where it's like, nothing's fun anymore. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing that, like, nothing, like, that's, that's what I say, like, when, when, like, a when there's, there's very few superhero movies now that'll, like, shock me, or, like, really blow me away, hence why I love, like, Spider-Verse, or Lego Batman, because it's, like, they're doing something different with the, with the property. To, to me, that's Batman Returns. Again, it doesn't work all the time compared to the first Batman, but it's, like, it, it's something. It's, like, it's, like, a punch to the gut like slap to the face like wow this is something different i'm sure like people back in 92 were not ready for it maybe no, that, they, that, they obviously weren't yeah, yeah. no um, no but i'm sure like and, again like you guys again being a part of that generation i'm sure it like did something to you guys where it's like oh, okay like this is what we could do with like big budget blockbusters now you know yeah the potential of it too mm-hmm. yeah it it just exists as its own thing in a way, it's even hard to quantify it as a Batman movie when so much of it is, like I've said before, just it's Tim Burton running wild. So I think we pretty much have covered everything here, although I mean, I feel like we could totally talk a lot more about this movie, but I think we've covered every big thing here and any final stuff that we want to cover, we can go through in our uh, closing statements. So now it's time, once again, to <laughs> unveil the arbitrary rating system bum, 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 bum. so last week we did holy known unknown flying objects oh wait i'm sorry holy known unknown flying objects batman that's how it's supposed to be said wait this what? week <laughs> oh no sorry sorry you were just no, no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me get a sip of something here. <laughs> <laughs> this week i decided We'll do one that seems very appropriate. I feel like we all can agree, based on everything that we've talked about throughout this podcast, that this movie has a one-track mind, right? I think we all can agree on that. Mm-hmm. So for this one, the holy statement is going to be the following. Holy one-track bat computer mind. Holy one-track bat computer mind? Mm-hmm. One track back computer mind. Okay. Interesting. Sounds like a Boards of Canada song. <laughs> <laughs> what what's what's the scale again? So we'll 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 do one to five again, or do you guys want to do one to ten? We can. I like ten. Let's we'll do, do ten. ten. Let's do yeah. tens. Ten All right, we'll do tens. So on a scale of one to ten, how many holy one track back computer mind, Batman, do you give? this movie cj okay so like i said i like it don't like it as much as batman i don't like it as much as like as a few other batman movies that follow it especially one that i hope we talk about soon um so it gets a solid eight out of ten what holy bat holy one track mind bat computer what was it (laughs) holy one track bat computer mind holy one okay so it's eight out of ten holy one track bat computer minds <laughs> yep there you go eight out of ten okay <laughs> beautiful 
I, I, I'm purposely choosing difficult ones. I hope you know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Adam, how about you, buddy? I'm right there with CJ, also giving it eight. Holy one track, bad computer mind, Batman. <laughs> uh, you know what? I gotta, I gotta jump on this train here, and I'm gonna give it eight. Holy one track, bad computer mind, Batman. <laughs> Uh, I am so sorry. You all must hate me. <laughs> no, that was good. I like it. It's a new tongue twister. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll try and do a, an easier one next time around. No, make so. them harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, you know. <laughs> easier. No, go all the way. I, I, I think CJ needs to sober up. Go Schumacher with it, John. <laughs> so hey, listen. Just, Listen, listen, I do need to sober up. (laughs) (laughs) So just a couple little last second things I want to add here. Um, So did did you guys get the sense that while watching this movie that Gotham doesn't feel as big? Like they keep on reusing the same set with the Christmas tree over and over again. I, yeah, you know what? I I truly think that it's just like, they really like that set piece a lot and they really like that bit. So they're like, no, we're not going to change this. (laughs) We're not going to, we're not going to move away from here. (laughs) Also, I love how not so subtle Catwoman's transformation scene is. It's obviously a sexual awakening scene. What? Well, I know, right? (laughs) On the note, it's, it's, I think, well, is it worse than, uh, what is it? Is it? Is it? Wor- is that like as like on the nose as like Superman like holding his arms out, floating through Earth, floating outside of Earth, and, Su- and Superman returns as if he no. were Jesus? Did you guys know that? Did you guys know that? Like it's some very subtle like you know <laughs> symbolism. Superman's that, Jesus. Yeah, it's very subtle. He was talking to a pastor right before he was just floating around space with his arms out like that. He's Jesus, guys. Did you know that? Zack Snyder is like trying to show us that. You just gotta look closely. You guys aren't film film buffs like me you won't you won't catch that <laughs> i don't know man i watched game of thrones and do you see that end scene with the dragon and khaleesi man like it was so artistic you have no idea <laughs> uh yeah good good stuff i also want to note here it's another interesting thing that i always forget about with this movie did you guys love the part where all of a sudden Catwoman had scream powers? She falls through a greenhouse and then screams at the top of her lungs, breaking all the glass. Hey man, whatever. It works. Don't judge her powers. And, and, and there's also an Elephant Man reference. So Danny DeVito, towards the end of the film, says, I am not a man, I am an animal, which is basically the reverse of that, as in David Lynch's uh, Elephant Man. So, also, just come up here too many times. Do you, do you guys get the sense too that like Tim Burton also really meant for Catwoman to have nine lives, like exactly nine lives? Yes. Like I think she oh, had yeah. one more. I wasn't. I was trying to count, and I wanted to see if you guys potentially. She was them counting up. down, but then she stopped. Okay. Maybe she lost count after she was shot nine times. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I probably would lose count too if I had yeah, nine. I probably, probably would too. I, actually, John, I have a question. Like, uh, have did you ever? Um, have you have you read the the comic book uh, continuation of these movies, Batman eighty nine? Uh, I started reading it. I got to be honest with you, I didn't like it as much. Really, um, I haven't read it, but I, I kind of like the the direction they went, where they like they use like the they model a lot of the characters after like the original cast and like potential like castings like you know what is it robin was like is portrayed by like you know marlon waynes barbara gordon is christina ritchie um poison ivy is gina davis i think that's really cool hell they even have um what is Uh, it billy d williams yeah yeah yeah. as uh two-face oh so yeah it's it's I like the art in it. The story isn't doing too much for me. It's got so many storylines in it, and it just feels like it's cramming in a lot for a six-issue mm-hmm. miniseries. Maybe it'll read better in a trade as opposed to single issues, but the the three issues that I read, I was like, this isn't bad, but I, I wish I liked this more, especially considering it's done by Sam Ham, uh, who did... I think that's how you say his last name. His last name's Ham, but with two M's. Uh, he did. He he did uh, the story the for second Batman M's Returns. For mm. Yeah, the story. Yeah. Uh, he also did Monkey Bone. Oh, wow. oh wow! There you go. There you, there you go. go. Wow, Monkey. Maybe I need he to wrote the original Batman. Chance. 
he wrote, he the, wrote original. the original Batman. That's mm-hmm. cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it, I don't listen to me on that. I feel like I might be a little bit more critical on that than most people are, if I'm being honest, but yeah. So I think this is another great discussion, guys. I really look forward to next week's uh, discussion when we do Batman forever. So, um, you know, I, I was I was trying to think of something that I could really uh, cancel, or rather, not cancel, and I don't, I don't want to cancel anything. I don't want to cancel gonna, Batman forever. You're going to cancel Batman. We're finally at that point. We're going to cancel it, finally. Oh, I've been waiting for this moment for too long. <laughs> I, I just have one question for you, CJ. Did you, did you know that mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it? <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> All right. Well, and it there. Yeah, that's um. Yeah, I think we did our we did our thing. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> this has been a presentation of G4D, aka Grounds. John, do you want to do the four? <laughs> grounds for discussion. <laughs> Catch us next week when we talk about Batman Forever. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of G4D, Grounds for Discussion with Adam and John. Stay up to date on future episodes and all our caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4Dpodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.